Welcome to Build the Weight Loss Practice of Your Dreams. I'm your host, Carol Clark, and today we are talking about how to avoid the top five money-wasting problems in your weight loss practice. And I get super excited. I love going into medical and surgical practices and finding missing money or finding missed opportunities for additional revenue, all the while improving the outcomes for their patients. It's something that happens whether your practice is really large or whether it's small. I can almost guarantee there is some missed money out there and some money problems that are occurring. It's just a part of nearly every single practice. And it's not something to be embarrassed about or something to avoid. It's something really to embrace, almost like a search and find. And it can be really exciting and serve you well now and into the future. So finding wasted money is one of my favorite things to do. I get to do it with opportunity audits and all the wonderful practices that I get uh, have the honor to work with. So we're going to talk about the top five here. And then next week, I'll touch on three other bonus areas where we'll find some missed revenue or we will find some money wasting problems for uh, any particular practice. So what are those five primary money-wasting problems? The first one is, of course, marketing. It's one of those things I talk about a lot. The second one is payroll. The third one is overhead expenses. The fourth one is missed revenue. And the fifth one is systems and accountability. So what do I mean by all these? But there is money probably either leaking slowly or perhaps even a gusher in your practice in one or more of these areas. And if you don't have this, then kudos to you. But I have to say that most of the time, it's just one of those things that we're all busy with different things. And so we will end up having some of these situations just like you can find in your own home and in your own personal uh, expenditures that you have. So we'll start first with marketing. And marketing is one of those things that is first thing to be outsourced for most practitioners and most practices. And the reason why is because number one, we're not trained on it. Number two, it is always changing and can be extremely frustrating. And uh, so it's one of those things that we're typically will want to outsource. And I have been uh, sort of reeled in by the best of the marketing uh, programs that are out there. I'm not saying that they're all bad, they are not, but you can get this rep that comes in, has this fabulous uh, program that's coming up, a way that they're going to really blow up your practice, and they give you this great, you know, in the old days they did sort of PowerPoint presentations, and then they'd always use your branding and then share what the results could potentially be and what they expected it to be. And the best of us, we spend a lot of money on that, and it's very enticing because it's something that you can outsource, you know it's going to help your practice, and then at the end of the day, they come back and they're like, this has been such a great uh, campaign. You had you know, tens of thousands of impressions online. Isn't that awesome? But sometimes at the end of the day, your phone didn't ring. Nobody was scheduled for a new consult. You didn't get any new email or webinar or on uh, website inquiries. So it ends up being something that you have wasted money. And I know what that is like. I have felt the pain. I have been there. And it's one of the reasons why we actually pulled our marketing in-house and we get much better results for a much lower price. And that's why I always 
talk a lot about marketing, but there may be some, there are some great marketing uh, programs out there. And I know that I work with some practices and they have some great things that are really bringing good results. And so that can be very effective. It also costs a fair amount of money, but it is something that can be utilized. But marketing is probably one of the biggest things that, that physicians in particular and practices will spend a lot of money on and really have no idea about their true return on investment and whether or not they're getting the leads that they were promised or whether or not it is showing some sort of a uh, return on investment, at least a three to one ratio or higher. So a lot of times that's not very well measured. And so you get these uh, vanity statistics in terms of, oh, you have more followers, you have more impressions, you have uh, more uh, backlinks or more traffic coming in. But unless it brings a new patient through your door, uh, then it's not always that effective. And of course, there is other things at play in there in terms of the ability to take a new uh, prospect or someone who's interested and then making sure that they are nurtured along and that they uh, understand what you have to offer and um, can easily convert into a new patient for you. But marketing is one of the biggest drains that people have. And it, like I say, it took me a long time to figure out and it's always changing but it is something that can actually be fun for you and your team. And I work with practices that start out and say, no way. And then we start to work through their marketing. And before you know it, they have caught sort of the fever. I was just talking with a practice this past week and one of their team members was up throughout the weekend coming up with great new ideas and new things that they wanted to try. And then we kind of help them figure out how to make that happen or help do it for them. But uh, if you have a great company, I think that is wonderful. Please continue. But if you don't, it's a common place where you may be spending money and not really measuring your true return on investment. And a few tweaks might help that, or it might be something where you need to switch uh, completely. So that is something uh, that we just don't know. We don't know sometimes. And so making that effective for us uh, is one of, that's one of the biggest places where um, we can lose some money. And it's hard to admit, but I admit it, we have spent money on campaigns that brought zero in. So it was a total loss. Uh, and it's something that it, it does happen. And uh, so it's something that we have to be wary of. And then we learn. We learn from our mistakes, of course, and then you move forward and you either do more in-house or you find a different resource or outlet for providing some marketing services for you. And there's so much that goes into it. I know we do a lot of trainings on marketing, but that is probably one of the biggest uh, money wasters in the, any practice. The second one, which of course is probably no surprise to you, is payroll. Payroll is one of the biggest things that you are uh, paying when it comes to accounts payable. Payroll is one of those things that's one of your biggest expenses. And so, and especially nowadays, uh, in terms of how we are all, people are fighting for different employees. You may have an employee who goes somewhere else, gets a job at a higher rate, comes back, and people are having to counter back and forth, and it's driving the expense up. And uh, it's something that's hard to manage, or sometimes you may get somebody in just because you need somebody there, but it's not really an ideal fit, and you're having to work around it and dealing with all sorts of different issues that go on with regards to payroll. But no doubt it's one of your biggest expenses. Um, and there's a general recommendation out there for small businesses or for most businesses to make sure that your payroll does not exceed 20 to 30% of your gross 
receipts. So it's something that's kind of great to take a peek at. What are your overall payroll expenses and where do you fall? I have to say, as I was uh, researching for this uh, podcast and also for the deep dive that we're doing in Bariatric Business Boss, one-on-one -on -one and a full uh, you know, written document in terms of what to do with each one of these five different money-wasting uh, problems, I, I had to go back and look at ours. And we were about 27%, so we're within that norm, but I can see how uh, you know it can really be something that can be a difficult uh, problem to manage. So you wanna make sure that you're about 20 to 30%. Now I have to say service industry, industries like healthcare tend to sometimes go over, uh, but it's something to keep a good eye on. Uh, the other thing that uh, sometimes you can have in terms of out of control payroll and uh, what you might be able to do to avoid that is sometimes we might use old uh, mentality, old practices in a new reality. There are new realities out there. It used to be, and I have managed practices, um, our own, you know, there's been, you can go through various phases of your practice where you're first starting out and then all of a sudden you get really robust and you're not having to watch your expenses nearly as much. You're very flush with cash. Um, and you may set into play some policies that are hard to continue. So it might relate to uh, bonuses, a bonus structure that you put out there that's not based on profitability. It might be, you know, a really high amount of vacation and sick time people can accrue. And then all of a sudden it's a real big problem because of course you're working with your, your um, team and you want them to have longevity and you adore them. They're like family, but then you get to these uh, situations where some of those old policies don't always work in today's um, environment. So we have to sort of tweak that. Uh, so we have to make sure of, of how we manage that. And longevity is a great thing. It can be a double-edged sword depending on how your policies are set up. Uh, but I do love having longevity. And fortunately, our team members have been with us for a really long time. And you just find out different ways to reward them. And part of it is understanding, you know, how they like to be rewarded and making sure that how you're rewarding people is based more on your overall profitability and how your practice is doing versus just a blanket. This is what we're offering to everybody and, and basing some of that on performance as well. The other thing is oftentimes you may want to uh, just throw more people at a problem. So someone comes and there's something's not running efficiently back in the back in clinic and it's just, you know, we need more people. We need more people. Sometimes it's really taking a look at your organizational chart. What does that look like? Is it fitting in with the vision that you have for your practice? Are you maximizing the use of all of your team members? Are your team members in the right spot? It's having those stop and chats and those stay uh, interviews that you can uh, have to find out, you know, where they are, what they're loving about their job, what they're not enjoying so much. Test talking to them about what their other talents are and what they would like to advance into. A lot of times you can sort of regroup your current team versus throwing more resources at that. So I see that happen a lot. Uh, and of course, underutilizing your team members for their overall talents that they have. Oftentimes there are so many hidden talents that you don't even know about. And when you discover those, you can really pull that out of them and they are just so much happier. They can own new projects and they can be utilizing some of their skills that um, they enjoy. So that's another thing. A high staff turnover increases your payroll costs if you have people coming and going because you don't have systems in place and predictability and there's a lack of understanding about what the true job requirements are or poor training and so people aren't performing at their peak, you can end up with a lot of job turnover. So that's another thing that could be a problem for you. 
and the rising cost of benefits. I mean, healthcare, dental, we want to provide that for all of our team members, and it is darn expensive. I mean, our healthcare can be higher than malpractice. So you do need to shop that around a little bit and just be careful about how you're doing that, what percentage you're paying. You want to maximize so that you can have your team members, uh, you know, have great benefits and you can reward them, but you do have to make a balance with that. The other thing is paid time off policies, you know, making sure that those are appropriate, if, that there's caps where there needs to be caps on that, and making sure that you're implementing that fairly across with everyone. Absenteeism and overtime can be another issue. I know you can actually, for overtime, modify your hours a little bit, modify the hours that your team is working, uh, and make sure that you don't run into that overtime situation requiring authorization prior to any overtime. Absenteeism, keeping a close eye on that, nipping it in the bud as it's occurring, making sure that you're following through with the appropriate um, counseling up up to and including discharge if necessary, but absenteeism, you've got to keep an eye on all those things for sure. And then also poor payroll oversight. You can have mistakes that are going on in payroll, depending on your payroll service or how you're doing your payroll, and not keeping a close eye on that and uh, having some sort of, uh, you know, missed hours or over reporting of hours. There's lots of different things that can go into payroll. So making sure that you have a close oversight on your payroll is really important to avoid that sort of problem. But payroll is the second uh, one that I wanted to mention in terms of money wasting problems. The third one is your overhead and expenses. And we really don't like to uh, talk as much about this because sometimes we think they are what they are. We just have to deal with it. So it depends on where you are in your practice. I do caution people to make sure as you are growing to make sure it's an appropriate growth and that your revenue and your profitability is supporting that, making sure that you're saving for that growth uh, and making sure that you're not sort of biting off more than you can chew. So I've gone from having a small teeny uh, practice, own, we've always liked to own our uh, building where we are uh, and we've had some changes lately. We're moving into more of a lease situation since we were uh, we're, we're moving into that and um, as a natural evolution, there's an evolution of your practice. And um, so it's an exciting thing, but it's different. So it's time to take a look at what are your overhead expenses? Is it time to renegotiate your mortgage, to, to monitor what the uh, rates are and get in there, talk to your banker? Uh, hopefully you were able to talk to a banker with some banks, it's not as feasible for that, but that or renegotiating your, your uh, lease and um, seeing if there are some things that you can do for that. If you know you're gonna be there for a while, can you lower your rate because you're gonna extend your number of years? There's lots of different things you can do and you never know unless you ask. I have learned that the hard way many times. I just think it's a given, I can't do anything about it. But if you actually take the time to negotiate that and to ask those questions, it can be very rewarding and be very uh, effective for your bottom line. So you wanna be careful about your mortgage or your rent. And then of course there are some fixed expenses or recurring expenses. If I'm gonna take a look at someone's budget, you wanna look at your entire profit and loss, what you're bringing in, you wanna look at all of your cost of goods sold, your variable and your fixed expenses. Uh, one of the best places to start is what's recurring. Sometimes we have things on there just like at home and you can have recurring charges that you don't even realize are there or uh, different, you don't have checks and balances in place in terms of accounts payable and accounts receivable to make sure that there's no um, embezzlement or any issues like that going on. So keeping an eye on that, looking at where are you spending your money 
And how can you cut that back? I know many of us did a lot of that during the pandemic. And I thought I had a totally lean practice. I pride myself on that. And I found areas where I was able to save a significant amount of, of money during that. So there's usually always somewhere that you can, um, you have expenses that you're not realizing, but taking a close look at that over the past quarter and then also over the past year is really helpful. So I'll run those reports. And then we sit down and we take a look at all those different expenses, what's really necessary, what's not, what can be renegotiated, what recurring uh, contracts do you have that maybe you didn't realize or that need to be renegotiated. Perhaps it was, like I say, a big, something that was going to bring you, um, uh, you know, an efficient new software system for tracking leads and all that, and you're not really getting that um, there. Or there could be, like I say, marketing. It could be these contracts that are out there or maybe an app that you've bought into. I've had that happen before and it was supposed to be the next best thing, but the patients didn't really like using it. And so it wasn't being utilized and I was paying this high monthly fee and I just reached out to the vendor and I'm reasonable all the way along. I shared my, my story about what I was observing. We gave it another test period. And then at the end, you let me out of the contract because it was not performing like it was supposed to. So there are always areas like that that you can take a look at and make some modifications. And just being reasonable and laying out what it is that you see is, is an easy way to do that. Um, so you wanna make sure that you can take a look at that. So that's your next thing is overhead and expenses. After that, it's missed revenue. And this is one of those where you can have lots of different reasons for why you have missed revenue. It could be your billing collection system, it could be the frequency and the uh, immediacy in terms of when your charges are being put in. Are there missed charges? Uh, I've gone into practices and found up to $70,000 of missed charges. That's generally surgeries. Um, and I hope that's not happening anywhere, but it does happen, particularly if you're outsourcing your billing and collections. Uh, you wanna keep a really close eye on that, get good reports. Uh, so that can be something, or somebody gets behind, you just implemented a bunch of new things in your practice, or you've converted to a new software system and you're behind on all of your charges. I've helped uh, you know practices get caught up in all that. And uh, once they get caught up, you've gotta do it timely. So you wanna look at billing collections, uh, also inaccurate bookkeeping, any potential embezzlement, things that could be going on out there. We don't like to talk about that, but it does happen. I've seen it happen. I've been through a number of, um, not particularly in our own practice, although we've had just minor in, in, uh, things that have happened, but I've seen it in a much bigger way in other practices. So we wanna be careful about embezzlement and also maybe you have confusing offers and so your sales are down because it's confusing to the patient exactly what you offer and how it's gonna benefit them. So you need to take a look at your sales process uh, and maybe you have poor sales techniques and we need to do some uh, training with your team about how to sell, sell better. So that's another one of them. And then maybe you have a poor uh, point of sale. I've gone into practices where they have sales going on in three different, uh, two or more systems. And it's really hard for them to keep a close eye on their uh, inventory. It's hard to really track what best sellers are. It's hard to, to make sure that they are moving their product and that they can track what the big sellers are. So having a good point of sale that goes along with your EMR and your whole system is really helpful. So you want to take a look at that. Um, and you may be having some inefficiencies in terms of your team performance, which is causing missed revenue. Because of that, uh, There that can be another issue. So having missed revenue, there are lots of different uh, little pockets where you can look. Some are blatant, some are not so blatant, um, but missed uh, revenue is another big one in most practices. The next one is systems and accountability. This is one of those that's a little bit more nebulous, but as you know, I always talk about six different systems in terms of, you know, 
what you need to be addressing and having systems in place and accountability, making sure that you have someone accountable for the different aspects and systems in your practice and that you have metrics or KPIs that you are tracking with them. And that starts with your initial job uh, posting to your job offer, to your onboarding, to your training, uh, and all the way through to how you uh, do your reporting in your practice, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly. Um, so that is really important. So having those systems in place is really important for you to make sure that you're tracking that. We talk about six different systems a lot. In fact, I'm about to advance Baratric Business Boss and provide tons of really useful, uh, handy things that I get asked for every day in terms of resources you can use immediately in your practice, all revolving around these six systems, which is your team, your care coordination, how you're documenting your care, how you're providing it, the whole flow in your office, that sort of thing, your marketing, which is a big one I know, your finances, your revenue streams, and then finally your tracking and reporting, how you're doing that and how that's relating into every one of those different systems. So that's probably the fifth area where you can be losing money, either leaking it or having a uh, full blown out, um, you know, really a lot of money that is passing through and being lost. So those are the top five that I see. I know this is a little bit longer than I normally do. I have three more bonus ones that I'm going to share with you uh, next week. But in the meantime, these are areas where you can do small things and kind of find out where you're losing that money, tweak some uh, things going on in your practice and really end up making a big impact now and for the future of your practice. I do opportunity audits with practices uh, at, at times and you can always sign up for that or reach out to me, Carol, K-A-R-O-L at weightlosspracticebuilder.com. I'd love to have that conversation with you. And then once we find if it's something bigger, we actually do blueprints, there's lots of different things, or just being a part of Baratric Business Boss, we can actually use our monthly time together to go ahead and um, address any of those. So it's a real low, minimal cost way to be able to do ongoing work together. So um, I thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. If you have topics you'd like me to cover, reach out to me, I uh, Carol, K-A-R-O-L at weightlosspracticebuilder.com. Make sure you take a peek at these in your practice with you and your team. And uh, next week, I'll bring you some three, three other bonus ones that you might not have thought of either. So in the meantime, uh, continue to have a, a great practice. And I love hearing all the different ways people are implementing their practice. Uh, and it's uh, something that is your vision. Let's help make it, uh, bring it to fruition. And I hope you have a great day. Thanks.